Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. back guys hello everybody welcome to episode 77 indeed indeed a double number double number yeah inching closer to 100 that's true important news of the day as we said the yeah. queen is dead so you know when exactly we're recording this that's true so that's yeah true. the queen is dead long live the king now i guess king charles king charles apparently that's new that's the news of a few minutes ago so that's a thing. Um, in other big news today, I got a splinter <laughs> while uh, putting my clothes on this morning. Well, we should have led with that, with the big, big news. We should have. Can you see it? Mm, oh, yeah, I see it. So I was reaching for my clothes, and it's like a wooden uh-huh. rod. And why and did so you I went, take it out? What did I take what out? The splinter. Oh, I did try. That's deep in there. I did try to get that out. Also, I was like trying to get to school really fast. It oh, happened okay. like, so I slid the clothes down. Whoosh, you know when you do that, oh. and it just went in. Oh, that's not nice. That's good. Also, um, a student almost ran me over today, <laughs> in, on campus. One of your students? No, no, no. Luckily, <laughs> like you know how we have those designated crosswalks with yes. the brick and stuff. Yes. I was walking. And some girl was looking at me, and I was like, oh, she's going to stop. Like, every like, other person yeah. would stop. And she didn't stop. Oh. She didn't say, Like, she almost hit. And I was like, I just laughed. You know, and I hope <laughs> she saw me laugh. So if you're listening, yeah, not yeah, a fan. Not a fan of that move, right? No. But you, she'll learn. She'll learn. You see why I did that? Oh, <laughs> I see. It was a good transition. That's because today we are talking about Teaching and, and learning. Learn and learning. We're going to try to figure out what these two things are, as we usually try to do. And we're going to possibly getting into um, into understanding um, how do they work, how do we learn, what does it mean to learn, what does it mean to teach. It's timely also because school started this week in the mm-hmm. part of the country where we're at, uh, between last week and this week. So... When you're going to be listening to this, it will be like a full, the first full week of school will be gone. That's true. So if you're a new listener, like in one of our classes, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to, we're going to set expectation for what you need to do to learn. I'm yeah. yeah something joking. like that. Um, how was your first week? Uh, a lot of learning and teaching. No, right. Involved. Right. Good answer. <laughs> no, but uh, okay. I think, I think we're good. I was making the observation that some students... I think they have not fully understood that we are in person. Mm. They think that they're looking at the screen. Okay. And I think they feel a little bit strange uh, talking next to other people, interacting with some other people. That is. It took me a bizarre. little. It took me a little bit to to just go back to have them go back to a normal mm-hmm. situation where you are aware of the fact that other people are there. For example, I used to be that when you ask questions. And somebody is giving an answer. Yes, of course they will look at the professor, but they will. If somebody is interacting with that, they will turn and mm. look at each other. 
it's like they just look at me while mm. talking to each other. Like, like only they exist. Like they're looking at the Zoom camera, right? Oh, that's, that's what they're crazy. doing. Uh, that's but again, I might I might be paranoid, and this is what I think it's happening, but it's not happening. But no Android, as Radio with Radiohead would say. Yeah. So, um, learning and teaching. I think probably we should try to tackle learning first because yeah. that's the one we do first in life, right? Yeah. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, you learn before you... Do, which, yeah, I guess hopefully. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I think there are different ways in which we can tackle this to begin with. There's the, the pure, how can we call it, cognitive stuff, right? Uh, there is the methodology behind it. And there is like, what does it really mean to learn something? Because there are different levels mm-hmm. of, of learning. No, it's you. You're buzzing. Oh. It's a nice hefty <laughs> buzz. <laughs> um. So I think it, it there are there are a couple of of ways in which we can go, and I think that uh, the um, the least interesting to me is the pure cognitive aspect of it, okay. like the inputting and outputting stuff. Okay, I don't. I mean, I don't know what much there's to say there. Well, I guess let's start from the basics of what what is like a minimum, absolute, basic thing about learning. Well, I think it's connected to the last couple of episodes, right? You need some channels. Hmm. Um, like sensation? Yeah, you need some channels with the outside world, right? I think uh, the minimal conception of cognitive kind of learning um, has, to do with, has to have to do something with the outside world and the relationship that you have with something that's not necessarily inside you. So because, as we've established, there are no innate ideas, only innate structures, Yes, you can't think, because you can learn from thinking internally, but yeah. you can only have that stuff there if you first have that experience of the outside world. Yes, well, I'm also thinking like of, I don't even know, I mean, if there were innate ideas... I don't even think that we can call that learning because if it's innate, it's there. Learning implies Mm -hmm. a lack of something that then gets replaced with a gain of something, right? So, like, even if there was an innate idea that you extrapolated and deduced things from, that wouldn't be learning because deduction is already, like, contained within... Yeah. Yeah, there's no new information, really. You're just following mm. procedure, right? So, okay, so this is the thing about, like, analytic a priori yeah, yeah. knowledge is not actually... Yeah, exactly. Because you're just, like, saying the same thing. Like, the bachelor is unmarried. Yeah, it's, a, it's like... Okay. Even even syllogism is like that, right? Given mm. specific premises, you're not learning anything new. You're just, you know, yeah. kind of deducting the conclusion. Yeah, like, this one... Uh, all humans are mortal. Socrates yeah. is human. Therefore, he's mortal. Like, you didn't need to say that. Exactly. It was already in, in the, the premises. Right? So, and, but instead, I think that in order for learning to happen, there needs to be ignorance first, right? There needs okay. to be this vacuum. And then There's a add. lack. Yes. Yes. So, ignorance, ignorance, whatever. Learning is, the first characteristic of learning is probably ignorance, which sounds interesting already, right? Mm. Um, don't you think so? Do you, do you yeah. Agree? Yeah, I'm thinking so because... Like so many things, to engage in it or to do it, whatever you want to say, it means to come from like the opposite kind of area. And Plato talks about this a lot. For example, in um, hmm, was it the Phaedo? 
and the Theotetus, where it's like in the Phaedo, he talks about life and death. Yeah. And they use it to kind of justify this idea that there must be yeah. some reciprocal, right? Because to, to live means you have to come from not living yes. to like death. And then to die means you're coming from life. Yes. So regardless of what Plato's doing with it, it seems like to learn, it seems like you have unlearnedness, mm-hmm. right? And then from unlearnedness, something happens to you or with you or because of you and it results in this this new state right yeah it's uh it is necessary because i think that at some basic at some basic level if we're talking about it this way uh and i'm not sure i'm exactly in agreement with this but learning can be considered some sort of an accumulation of stuff right Mm -hmm. you're accumulating things and like we all know when we accumulate stuff we need a space that doesn't have other stuff in it to put in right yeah like in order to put water in the cup it can't be a full cup exactly exactly so so that's the way it should work i think okay so it seems that there is this this uh, transfer that comes from outside towards inside and that there's this accumulation accumulation of what though right Mm. what is what is that we're doing there right is it um and i guess we have we haven't done this in a while but we we do it quite often. Um, considering what we're saying, can animal learn stuff too? Mm. Um, so <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before, but I was just re-looking at it the other day. Aristotle says only the ones that could hear. Yeah. And, yes. and the ones that can't, like aren't capable, aren't capable of, doing of learning. Um, well, okay. Because someone listening might immediately think of when I quote unquote teach my cat or dog to do something. Exactly. Like, oh, he he sits or she sits. Yeah. A is that learning, and B, what does that mean? Um, I suppose we now have to draw a distinction between maybe not, maybe disagree between acquiring a new habit habit or like associative function okay a new output as a result of an input yeah on like a almost like a syntactical level mm-hmm. versus learning because clearly when you when you download a, a new program yes. or like okay so the other day i used the notes app in um mm-hmm. on apple and there's this so you know you can bold text you can underline text and you can italicize it right there's also a function where you can strike through. Yeah. Like if you have items on a list. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Instead of putting X's next to stuff, I'm going to do that. And I noticed that there was no keyboard shortcut for it. Huh. So it just said, you know, all the other functions and then what their key combinations were, but then strike through was blank. And I was like, okay, let me, let me make it Here so make that the computer it. do it. Right. So you open up the system preferences you go into the keyboard shortcuts and you could make it so that, you know, what did I do? Like command S, I think, st- uh, automatically strikes through something. So is that learning? Well, that's another level also, I think. Because Cause, cause I think, think that's related to the animal question. Uh, it is definitely related, but I'm saying we can even make a, a distinction there between the computer stuff, mm-hmm. the animal stuff. And the human stuff, assuming that there sure. is a, a real difference there. So for the, let's start with the tech stuff. I think it's easier because it's sure. a little bit, I'm assuming it's absolutely passive. 
mm-hmm. right? Uh, while the others, I don't think they're just passive. Yeah, so does the computer learn, I yeah. suppose would be the question. Yeah, and it acquires new function, for sure. Uh, is that learning? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think how I'm trying to think of a specific something that I learned not too long ago. Like there's not like walking or talking, like something I can't remember actually, right? And when is it that I say, okay, I learned to do that? Now I learned to do that. Um, do you have any examples of stuff that you have learned fairly recently? That the queen died. <laughs> okay. Right? That yeah. counts. That ca- sure. I was thinking more of something like the computer, right? The computer learn how to strike things. Oh, more of a long-term function. Yeah. Uh, to see if there are any differences there. Like I learn how to swim. Yeah, yeah. That was quite I, some time I learned how to take care of a child. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of a big deal, right? Okay. Uh, so um, did you learn the same way the computer learned? To strike the thing out? Is it the same kind of thing? Is it like a function? The same way? So I was initially going to say no. And then I th- I thought of my preliminary reasons why. But then I realized someone might say that the ingredients for being a parent are there. Especially for a mother, right? Like, quote unquote, knowing mm-hmm. to grab the child or to do a certain thing but then this comes to a question of like what's the difference between instinct and learning and learn behavior yeah and which is which i mean i i don't think it's entirely instinct i think you kind of uh learn what patterns mean Hmm. right like oh when she cries like this that means this Mm -hmm. or you know, when you do this kind of thing, she acts this way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that is purely programmed. I think I think I had to have the empirical experience in order for it to happen. I hear you. But I think my question is a little bit different. How do you know that you have learned that? As whatever that to? is. And as opposed to I haven't learned yet. Because for the computer, the computer learns how to strike out the thing the moment you put you put in the code, right? Mm-hmm. You know that he learned because you press the buttons that you say, mm. and he does it. What about you? How do you? When is it that you... Because it means that when, he, when the computer completes the task mm-hmm. appropriately, the way it is supposed to, we say that he has, lear- he has learned. Because I'm thinking, uh, do you play tennis? Do you play... What sports do you play? Uh, <laughs> I skate. Okay, that's good. That's good. And of course, you learn to skate when sure, you were back younger, when I was right? like nine. But now you would say that you know how to skate. Yeah. What's the difference between now and when you didn't know? I think of a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do things that I couldn't do before. Would be the abstract answer. So you you can say that you learn how to skate where you were finally able to perform some tasks that you weren't able to do before. Yes. So and, just like a computer. And perform them well. Almost automatically. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Right? Because I'm thinking like, let's think of playing a game, right? 
if you are learning to play chess or learning to play checkers or whatever game you're learning, right? At the beginning, you're a beginner, right? You don't really know how to play. You haven't learned yet, right? So you really have to think about what you're doing. You make mistakes. Mm. And then finally, when you know how to play, you don't need to go in your head and be like, okay, the rule says of course. Yeah, yeah. that to move this way. I can so this is what learning means, at least at this level, right? Having the rule of the game in your head and performing the task at hand almost automatically. You just need to be stimulated the right way and you will automatically perform the task. Just like the computer, you stimulate it the right way by pressing the right mm. buttons and boom, it does it. So it's on that level, it, I guess it's very similar. So we just talked about that today in class because I was explaining the whole uh, idea of the thinking in slow motion thing yep. where you're just a master of reality and you don't recognize how many different things are happening yeah. and philosophies are much like okay slow down and pick out what's happening mm-hmm. and so like when you grab the doorknob right yeah. you learned to do that mm-hmm. and what that manifests as now is you not even thinking about it right yeah. and so whatever learning is maybe it is this transition from not having the ability to or the, skill yes to being able to do it almost uh, automatically as if it was instinctually even though it's not yet automatically so so, hmm. so learning is the evolution let's call it from thinking about doing stuff to just doing them that's interesting it's just interesting on different levels one of them is it seems that before learning you're actually doing thinking <laughs> and once you have learned yeah that goes away. You become so we never learn from philosophy. More and more, exactly. <laughs> you become more and more like a computer, like a robot. It's hmm. things become automated. The more you know, the more automated you are. That star and the with le- the rainbow. The more you and know, and the less you know. Instead, the more thinking you need to do. And maybe this is why in philosophy there is this humble thing that you know you never know anything. You never fully learn, but it's so. An ongoing process. It's this learning process that never ends. Maybe that's the that's the the difference there, right? I did think of the process in the case of uh, both parenting and skating, where yes, you gain the ability to do something, and over time, you are able to do it well. But but it's not. Um, it's not it's more of a scale exactly. rather than like an on off thing. So you can constantly become more fluent when you skate and learn to do new things and learn to do it more cleanly. And Yeah. but that um, is, Same thing with parenting, I assume, right? You get better at it over time. You or do worse. More, or worse. <laughs> you do, but it's like a, it's always becoming, whereas this is being. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think that, uh, oh, I just realized we don't have the, the pop what? filters on. Oh, uh, yeah, keep going. Okay. Keep talking. Uh, so I was saying that, we um there are certain certain activities that i think allow for the continuing process if you want right Mm -hmm. but there are others activities where instead i think that you master it if you want and becomes fully automatic right so what do you have in mind Uh, oh the the doorknob example is like one of them right there are certain things that you can that you can do that you can uh, 
can we say, that you can learn fully and then you don't think about it anymore. It's like a set it and forget it kind of thing. And those would be the quote-unquote simpler things, I assume, uh, right? Not necessarily. I don't know if it's a matter of simply simpletude, simply simplicity, simplicity. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. No, no, good. good. Uh, simplicity, or if it's more a matter of um, of just the kind of activity which we're talking about. Um, the, the the for example, once. Um, once you have learned and mastered the um, your math facts, mm. you never. It's like riding a bike, right? right? That's Exa- the saying. Exactly. There is okay. the, there is nothing to, and you know, with riding a bike, you can learn how to get faster, or slower. But then there is a certain basic skills that are involved there that you can now better. You don't think about it anymore, so you really don't learn about this anymore, right? Mm. I'm thinking. Maybe there's another difference between philosophy and sciences, right? With sciences, you get to master. It's different there. Mm. Scientists think that they get to master a specific discipline, right? That they have learned everything that there is to learn about it. And then that's it. Then it becomes automatic. For example, this happens to the worst kind of doctors that you can find. That they think they have known already. They studied everything there is to study about nerve damage in your nose, right? Oh, we're going back to that. And uh, that's all there is to know. And they just figure that that's it. What else? What else is there? So I stop thinking about it, and I start. I start just automatically giving you whatever remedy is there. That's true. And when that happens, what like this happens when. Uh We've been going to the pediatrician. Something <laughs> that happens is you'll see a conflation of the means and the end. So it's like, do this thing. But really, what they mean is acquire this end. Exactly. Here's the one that you should do that has been established in my experience. Exactly. And when I'll try and ask, like, well, what about this other thing that there's, like, studies on and research? And it's like, no, 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 no just, just do, do that. Thing, yeah, right? yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if it's a matter of there's certain tasks that you never lose, like the, the riding a bike thing, but it's still not like teach not using, uh, programming the computer to strike through because even though there's that minimum function, there's also the um, there's also room for change. So strike through, not strike through. Yeah. Right. The computer doesn't strike yeah. through well. Or something like that. Whereas if you skate, there are certain things that are become automatic. Like like once you learn how to ollie, this is a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. When like uh, people who are just starting, I don't out even do, know what that is. You know, okay, that's when you jump. Oh, okay, that's yeah. when you jump. Let's speak English, man. I'm just so big. I'm just joking. So the way you do it, right? It's yeah. always like funny when you try to t- like a little kid or. Um, when you were younger, the middle school girls were always like, oh, teach me how to do this thing. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> and so when you there's a mechanical way to look at it yeah. that you don't think about anymore when you do it, which is you lean the board back, mm-hmm. right? So the tail is touching the ground. Yeah. But also you jump while sliding your front foot up the board. That's why I never picked this up because I would have broken all my bones. And when you see people like do it for the first time, 
It's exactly the thing you're saying. It's like they're okay. So I do this, and then so they lean back and they just wind up like, and just doing nothing, right? The board, and it takes a lot of experience and know-how and feel to to do that as one motion. Yeah, as that. And once you have that, you don't unlearn that. You you never get it. You get it. Yes. Like, you know, unless your knees are chopped yeah, off, like of you're course. always going to be able to do it to some extent. Yeah. And that's an example of something that you learn. But that you can do better eventually. But yes, but unlike, so it's automatic, but there's always different ways to do it and different feels of doing it. Which means that you can learn how to do better. Exactly. Whereas well, the computer can't do better because it is very binary. Well, but what about if you all of a sudden decide that you don't need to you can better that function just by programming it programming it by i don't know instead of what do you say you do uh, uh command s command s just to do s just to do s so it gets better more functional right you can always be- i mean computers technology I'm also of something funny which is i understand what you're saying but i don't know if that's possible because if you just do s it will be s then literally every time you tried to type a word with s it would strike through the word <laughs> of course. and then same thing with command every time you tried to but i get what you're saying if there was a simpler way to do it right hmm. and, and and we have seen this right think of the well you're younger but still the technology has changed a lot while you were here think of the way or the clunky ways in which texting was before the smartphones texting yeah Oh yeah, you had like the the physical keyboard. Yes, and you had to sometimes. Were you alive when you were supposed to press the same number like three times to get to the letter? To get like A, B, C. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, of yeah. course. So it was clunky, it was difficult, and then I mean, we can argue that the telephone learned, of course, you know, but mm-hmm. th- there was a better way. We found a better way to implement this thing, and now we are at the point where we don't even have a physical keyboard there anymore, right? Uh, and True. things got simpler. We can say that the machine learnable start was programmed, however we want to, we want to talk, and it was made in a way to make that thing to to do that task better. Just like the what was the exact term for it? Ollie? Ollie, <laughs> That's yes. So funny that you don't know. That. Um, you raise a good point, and I wonder if this is point uh, showing us that we're looking at at the wrong place when talking about learning. Possible because we're. We're, we wind up talking about function and efficiency, yeah. which is a very like on the outside way of looking at something yeah. where maybe learning isn't about efficiently executing a function, but it has something to do with the the state, the internal state of the quote unquote learner. What do you mean? Well, so I think we can have our first disagreement with the episode here. Oh, I don't I don't think you could disagree with this minimum okay. thing I'm about to say. Okay. So if we agree that at least uh on the surface mm-hmm. at first glance it looks like you might be able to make the case that there's um a similarity if not sameness okay. between the computer being programmed to do strike through when you press con- command S and the person skating or doing whatever, learning how to ollie or do whatever. If that's the case, you need to look elsewhere to differentiate them, if indeed you think they're different, which I'm mm-hmm. guessing you do. 
I hope. Okay. <laughs> and I think naturally yeah. the place you go is you stop looking at the, the function, which is an empirical thing that you mm-hmm. can observe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start looking at where the act is coming from. Okay. And this leads you to something like a quote-unquote internal state. Yeah, that's the thing that I was thinking that okay. we might disagree with. Okay. Not disagree, but you know how I feel about this internal state stuff. And I know uh, that you say you do. Uh, but I don't know if I believe you do. <laughs> so I, let's put it this way. I was thinking also that there must be a way... I hope that there is a way to make that distinction, right? Uh, For a couple of reasons. Now, first, it's scary to think that uh, machines might be just like us or we can be like machines. Uh, But aside from being scared, I hope that we'll maintain a qualitative difference between us and them, them being the machines. Mm -hmm. Because with AI, otherwise, we're really going to be in trouble soon. Um, we're gonna stop doing anything. We're gonna stop learning anything because they're they're gonna do that for us. But I was thinking that the place to look, um, the place that we need to stop looking at. Maybe that's what you're saying. And I'm just saying different words. We need to stop looking at the result mm-hmm. of the thing, right? So the result shouldn't be what determines if something is if I have learned something. So the fact that you are, but it's difficult, right? Because the fact that you now can perform a task seamlessly, right, mm-hmm. or automatically, that thing shouldn't be the the place that I look to see if I have learned something. Because that's more of like a demonstration of exactly. the learning. So that is the learned object, if you want, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Instead, if we're talking about learning, we need to look somewhere else. But then it becomes... Then we, the trouble that we run into, if we go this route, is that how um, is going to be like, okay, now you got to show me that you have learned. How do you? Mm-hmm. How do I establish if this process is indeed has indeed l- ended, or if it's if it is progressing? Mm-hmm. And that's. That's problematic because if we don't look at the result, which will make us similar to the machine, then we need to find another place where to look. I think it's the difference between something like being and communication of being or evaluation of being, right? Because think of it from the perspective of like something we know very well, which is student stuff, right? Yeah, I was about to go there. There's learning. And then there's demonstrating, right? And these two things do most of the time go hand in hand. Like one of the things I always say is like, if you can't demonstrate it, then you haven't you, learned it. You don't have the thing, unless of course you have some issue, you know, like yeah. internally or something like that. Um, so it's almost like the demonstration is empirical proof of yeah. the thing but it's not the same as the thing no 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 right? I, I, we agree with that i agree with okay. that i'm saying though that unfortunately though it seems that if we rely to the empirical proof or if we rely on the empirical proof to establish if somebody has learned something mm-hmm. 
then we kind of doing the same thing as the computer, right? We are we are we want better. We want the person who has learned something to act like a computer. That is the way. If you're able to become an automata, right? If you're able to become an Android, mm-hmm. then not the phone, the actual mm-hmm. the humanoid <laughs> uh, robot. Uh, if you're able to do that, then check mark. You have you have gone through the process of learning. We haven't said anything about the process itself, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. we know that this process has happened if you're able to act like a computer. That's true. And I will say something which I don't know if is something that you would expect me to say, but I think that's what we have to do. So I think that's that's absolutely, the best we got. Absolutely like behaviorism here, right? Um I don't think so, because behaviorism denies the being of the inside. Whereas I'm not doing that, I'm saying the only way we can demonstrate and evaluate it is through the outside. But then why oppose the existence of the inside if the only way in which we know is the outside? So you're saying if all we have access to is the outside, uh, is that not sufficient? So it's the Wittgenstein thing about like, no, no, if you have the seen things, why posit the existence of the eye? Um, There's probably a couple of reasons for that. One has something to do... um, with the fact that I, so me, whatever that is, mm-hmm. has some kind of first-person experience, whatever that means. Okay. And I am not solipsistic, right? Okay. I, like I'm, I, I assume, whether by reason or by stage of mental development, that, yeah. that other people have that same thing, right? Yeah. This theory of mind. And as a result of that, uh, there's almost this... Weird. It's kind of like, I don't know if empathy is the right word, but there's this idea that, well, I know that if I were to do this thing, this, this happens. Be, so when you're doing this thing, this thing is also accompanying it? Yeah. Sure. The thing is like... Which is, is it, inductive. Yeah. Is it necessary to... Is it necessary? For us to, to know about what's happening. It's the, the, Again, Skinner okay. will say no, probably. The behaviorists will say no. They would, yes, they would say no doesn't mean that we need to accept what they're saying but i'm but just saying i know. think i bring this up i feel like a lot on the podcast but i feel like it's extra relevant here this is to a large extent the chinese room thing right because we're saying when the computer yeah. speaks the language quote it's it's not actually speaking the language like when a human does well that's yeah and Searle's explanation is that when the computer does it's just symbol manipulation he says it's it's syntactical. It's like it's like parrots speaking. It's like yes, right, right. It's um, his example is you have. It's like if someone gave you a sentence in a language you didn't know, and you just had a book that had all the symbols, like if this, then this, and you're like, okay, so you don't understand the language. You just know that you have instructions to meet this symbol with this symbol, yeah. right, and then. Versus when you understand a language, yeah. we don't seem to think we're doing that. No. Well, uh, and he uh, says that because there's like a semantic component, yeah, which for him is like tantamount to aboutness. Mm-hmm. There's um, there's a, there's almost like a I don't want to use the word substance, but there's a, you the symbol like points at something, yeah, beyond the symbol. Yeah. So maybe the difference is the comp- when the computer gets programmed, its symbol function. Whereas when 
we learn it's not merely symbol function. There's an aboutness. Okay. There's like a hermeneutic content or something like that. Okay. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Um, it's. I think that it's difficult to um, to accept. Yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, it's difficult to to accept. Like, um, some people will find it difficult to accept that because we have no evidence of that. Right? There's. It's like we are assuming that this is the case, um, and I'm wondering if assuming the distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm wondering again, which it's fine with me the distinction itself. I'm wondering if there is something more to be said about the the difference, if you want, between the learned product and the actual learning, and maybe um, inquiring about the learning part okay. can help us. Just maybe we can get rid of the demonstration. So I think somehow I think right? what Searle says is thinking. Yeah. Well, yes. And the, so I have a question, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about students for okay. a moment, right? Um, Wh- how do we learn? How does one learn? How do we learn? Uh, instead of using learn for all this, should use a verb. How do we know if a student has learned something? Is there a way in which we can know that without the student demonstrating us? In philosophy especially, I think... Ooh, I don't think so. I think that there is a way in which you can... So... Let me rewind here. Considering the philosophy is not just mere accumulation of information, but that there is more to philosophy than that. I think that there is a way in which the demonstration can coincide, in a sense, with the uh, with the process. And I do not need an actual demonstration, so I don't need for somebody to recite me something about Plato to know mm-hmm. all that, or to write an essay about something for me to know that they have learned. Okay. I'm, I'm not necessarily thinking about an academic setting or a scholastic setting, right? I'm talking about school or in college, but there is a way in which you can say, oh, now you are thinking philosophically now you are a philosopher because i kind of see this process going on right i kind of see okay. this process that it's not and i go back to the fact that the process is never complete mm-hmm. and this is why i think that with philosophy especially we have this ability to say hey wait a minute here maybe it's not just about a matter of result but maybe this learning has to do with with something else it's not about the achieved Mm-hmm. and complete task. That's the informational stuff. That's not really philosophy. You start philosophizing when you keep on learning about it, right? Mm-hmm. You keep on learning about stuff. Um, so maybe philosophy is the place where we can do that. If a student, if one of our uh, students, let's say, outside of class now, right, um, a club or, you know, you meet the student years later, uh, and you can see the student is reasoning and speaking and acting and behaving in specific ways. Mm-hmm. You can still tell that oh, that the student is actually learning and absolutely. Learned. But that's still a demonstration. 
that coincides though with the processing still in philosophy. I, I sure, I, sure. I think I, I think we're kind of like I've, we got to separate between the what is learning and then how do we know yeah. if someone learns. So like, yeah. I think I don't know the extent to which we agree on the second one. Maybe let's try to get the first one more like what is it so imagine being a student right put yourself in that setting what and and think about when you were learning about philosophy specifically what do you think was a moment in which learning happened for you so and that's the thing right um that is exactly what I'm trying to say. I don't think that there is such a moment with philosophy. That doesn't happen. Hmm. Actually, you learn when you learn that you are still learning. That is not there. You're never done with it. So you don't think aha moments? Are I a think thing? that aha moments are moments where, if, if in philosophy, the only aha moment that you have is when you finally realize that you're gonna have aha moment constantly. <laughs> it is never. It's never. It's never done. It's never. It never ends. Okay. Right. Now, if we're talking about the almost mechanical thing that happens in class, that's different. Because mm-hmm. in class, we are trying to have them acquire a specific information. We, we're not, we would love to, but we're not turning them into philosophers. We're teaching them about philosophy, which is different, Right. And then they, they learn, I don't know, an intro, they learn about Descartes, this and that, they have this information, and they demonstrate to us, I know this. But beyond that, especially the class like logic and critical thinking, I think, that's different. Hmm. You want to see them at work, right? You want to mm-hmm. see them like really applying applying the method, not necessarily uh, on a test. I mean, for academic purposes, again, you need the mechanical thing of a test because but you need to life. grade it. But it, you will be... I did your thing. I hit the... More, more, the more than satisfied, I think. You'll be more than satisfied if you... If a C student of yours, then years later, you see him being successful because he's applying the method that he has learned. And not just mechanically, that that has become ingrained in him. And there's this constant pushing the boundaries of what this is. So so I guess my question is, but what does that mean, right? Because we're trying to figure out how is that different from a computer. Mm-hmm. And I, so my answer was that had, there's some locus of the learning, right? And, and I said this was quote unquote inside. Mm-hmm. And I know that that comes along with a, a whole bunch of baggage, right? It can mean a bunch of different things. But I mean, even if you don't believe in some formal thing called self, so to speak, and just trying to like detach it from as much as you can, mm-hmm. wouldn't you agree that there is some kind of... In order for learning to happen, there must be a learner. Sure, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'm saying we can maybe figure out or figure out what learning is not, and hopefully <laughs> move towards what learning is. Yeah. By looking at what happens in the learner during and previously yeah. after. Um, so I think that to simplify the thing that I've said in the past like 15 minutes probably. Mm-hmm. And to go towards what you're saying as well. So we're discussing here the possible differences between two kind of learners. The computer learner 
and the human learner. Yes. Now you're saying that the difference is in the quality of the inside of one of the two learners, sort of. I would say the 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 structure of the inside of somebody. The fact that one is as a self. Let's let's make it this way, right? Mm-hmm. And the other one doesn't. Something like that. Okay. That again, just pure simplification. I'm not. Um, well, what I'm saying is, I think to make it super simple, that the difference between the two learners is, in one of the learners, the computer, the process ends, mm-hmm. stops. It can be resumed later only if somebody goes in and you know puts some more, and then it's like it can go in increments, but it's always like stop and go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. While in the learner that is the human being, especially when it comes to some specific things like philosophy, but there's many more of these, mm-hmm. um, this process is never actually complete. It's an ongoing process. It's dynamic, mm-hmm. and it never stops. I think that this is the difference between the two things. And this is why I make the difference also between the tech stuff and the animal, because I think that it's much more difficult to make the distinction with the animal, because I also believe that within the animal, certain processes are also never-ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that convince you that the problem is like it's... Yeah, I think that's similar to what I was saying a little bit ago where it's like when you learn how to do something, yeah. you could always learn how to do it better, yeah. whereas the computer can't. Yeah, yeah. But to that, you said something like, isn't that just a, an issue of... Um, of a new technology coming Of up. simplicity yeah. or efficiency. And this is why I'm talking about non-state to do it better, but just to a process that doesn't end. Not, it's not necessarily progressive, mm. but it just doesn't end. It doesn't end. So you can I can learn stuff, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that I learn in a way that makes my life easier or better or mm-hmm. more simple. I can learn stuff and I keep on learning and maybe those things make my life more confusing, uh, give me more issues, less yes, simple, yes. right? So in this sense, the tech stuff, what we were saying, if we were describing things only that you have learned or you keep on learning only when things get more simple, mm-hmm. that it's not the case, right? You can keep on learning. I, I mean, and then it gets more complex. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, which, I, I think that part I'm on board with. Which instead, with the technology, technological stuff, learning more means actually, again, I go from point A to point B, and it makes it simpler, more user friendly. Yeah. And go and so on. It's, and so it's on. just the concept of doing more with less. Yes. Right? The ephemeralization. Yeah. At, that's at all least that up is. to now, right? We don't know if there's with quantum yeah. computers things going to be different, but so what is that? Like, what's that quality? That this, the well, it's not a quality of the ongoingness. Learn. Yeah, I think it's not the quality of the learner necessarily. Is the well, no. It's a quality that is born, I think, between mm-hmm. the relationship uh, within the relationship between the the material learned, if you want, and the learner, whatever that is. Okay, I have a question because I'm like I don't know if people might be thinking this. So. With the, the, the command S function, yeah. I, I think that is an issue of like simplicity versus yes. not, right? How would you respond if someone were to bring up the concept of quote-unquote um, machine learning? Yeah. 
And, and I don't just mean simple functions. I mean, let's say you had an Android and the Android was, was confronted with a skateboard, right? And yeah. was quote unquote trying to learn how to do this. Yeah. Once it learned some basic move, it should be able to. What if it like is it not going to keep trying to get more? I again, if we go, if it's programmed to keep, it, yes, that's I was about to say, right? If if it's programmed to keep on learning, right? Mm -hmm. But even that, I think that the, the problem with that, the problem with machine learning in general, right, and the way we imagine it to be or the way it is right now, is that. We know if we, especially if we leave it open-ended this way, that you keep on learning, right? Then I think it will get to the point where he's learning thing. It is learning thing. They're not skateboarding anymore, right? And it still is within that task and it's still looking for simplicity or it's still looking for a way of doing something better, right? The same thing better. It doesn't, there's no... It seems like you're saying there's no creativity and f from the part of the of the of the Android, you mean of the machine? Yeah, because if you're saying the ongoingness of the machine is different, because that is focused on efficiency and better. Uh, I think we're missing just the chaotic nature of learning in humans. That's what's missing, really, right? Humans don't learn in a straight line; they mm -hmm, they, they mm -hmm. don't always go. It's like this chaos that can happen while you're learning. I think that's the difference. Honestly, there's no chaotic way. There, it's gonna go upward while the thing mm -hmm. is skating. While um, this happens in golf, for example, right? You get better, and then all of a sudden there's some regression, and you don't even know what you're doing. Not even. I'm assuming that with skateboarding, it's the same thing. At a certain point, it's not that you unlearn the things that you knew how to do. It's like you stop to get better, right? You can, or your game. I'm thinking of whatever. Uh, sport you play, you know some some players stop being getting better and they like they peak. Yeah, they, they they go after peak and they keep playing, but it's not the same anymore, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just with sport again, with the activity of learning in general, because it's this ongoing thing, mm -hmm. especially for intellectual stuff. I think that we're completely missing uh, within machines. We're completely missing like. The possibility for this chaos, the possibility for involution, the possibility for for just going off track and then going back on track, right? One thing I'm wondering, like this kind of, I was thinking this thing, and then you said this, and I can see someone making a connection between these, is that if I look at my own experience, and like, okay, what, what happened when I would say that I quote-unquote learned something, it seemed like when I learned something... It wasn't just an accumulation of some fact or even some method in isolation. Mm -hmm. It's something that then made me look at everything else through a different lens. Yeah. Through the lens of having this different thing. So it's like if I, for example, let's say... Um, I would like what's what was the significant. Let's say I um learned about something really basic. Like today we we're talking about essential and accidental properties. Or let's say I, I learned that. So now I'm 
or even universals in particular. Is now I'm looking at everything else through that lens and yeah. like, oh, this this doesn't merely add to the system in the sense like let's say you have um, 98 bricks and then now you add a 99th brick. I don't think it's just that. I think it's there's a 99th brick and now the shape of the yeah. structure changes. Well, you think that the, the machine doesn't do that. I'm, I'm saying I think this kind of idea goes in line with what you're saying yeah if you want yes whereas you were you were into introducing the concept of chaos maybe i'm introducing the concept of system change yeah or something like that um yeah. and I, and context yeah I'm, whatever I, that means yeah i'm just i think that we're stressing two aspects of the same of the same processing and i'm, I'm trying to to stress the the unpredictability mm-hmm. of the learning experience uh, together with the on- ongoingness, mm-hmm. the infinite uh, kind of, uh, of element of, of the learning experience. While, as you're saying, you're kind of talking about the context and uh, the, the, the systemic effects that he has. Uh, which seem we seem to think that these things do not happen in machines, at least not all of them at the same time or not in the same way, right? Yeah, I mean, I also think, I mean, unless the solution is very simple, it's like you know, learning means. Yeah, I know that that's the simple way out is yeah. just to be like we are machines, right? Yes, that's, exactly. that's I've been thinking that and. It's it's really Just like very complex machine. The card was right. It's, it's, it's similar it. to when I talk about determinism. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't call myself a hard determinist, but boy, do they have great yeah, arguments yeah. for their for yeah. their position. Yeah. Um, something else that seems to coincide with learning. Um, let me know if you agree with this. Is A positive feeling. Um, okay. And maybe that's too specific if it results in you um, having now something worse in your life. But let's say a reinterpretation. Okay. Of. I'm interested in that. Of me, right? But this requires us doing that inside thing. There's almost like a. I'll try to speak about it in as objective terms as possible. There's a reformulation of how my bodily and mental processes view itself over time self-consciousness that gets altered by the story that i think i tell myself becomes a slightly different story or it has a slightly different flavor or something like that it becomes a different genre even maybe Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i would use different terms i would say that the story it's not the story that you tell yourself, but it's the story that you are changes. Hey, but that's me language, <laughs> right? Because if to say you are, it's yeah, but, I, self. but you know what I'm saying, though, right? I'm saying that in reality, it's like it's just this flux that keeps on going and mm-hmm. it's extended beyond the inside. And that's the story. And of course, pieces get attached to it through this learning aspect. So you become, if you want, mm different and your story changes you are the story yeah i guess it's like do you think uh self-consciousness lowercase s Mm -hmm. is a necessary condition for learning Uh, 
I wish I had a clear answer for that. I think that it could be definitely be something that marks the difference between us and machines. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not sure that it is the case because then when we look at animals, things are a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, because then there's like a scale of of self awareness where when you're talking about a fly versus yeah. like an elephant, of course, like yeah, the yes. elephant has a, an element of self and other awareness that the fly doesn't even. That have. We, we think it doesn't even have, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the problem is then, I'm assuming that as the same way in which we would like to make a difference between us and a machine, we would love to make a difference between us and other animals. So if there's no difference, we're being like horrible beings, right? <laughs> uh, just just to justify, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the way in which we behave. Um, and hinging that on self-awareness becomes problematic then if we want to make that difference. But I think it is an element of learning mm-hmm. in a way, a learning capital L, uh, contrary to the machine learning, if you want. Because I'm assuming that we are assuming that machines are not self-aware right. yeah no. right <laughs> no, no no i i i don't i don't think so but i, I know there's people that are going to say yet or something like that true you know? and i think that actually one thing that we should do for sure if i was a, a somebody who was working actively in artificial intelligence I will try to make sure that this cannot happen. <laughs> because do I believe that technically they can make that happen? Sure, possibly. Mm. I have no doubts that we will be able to replicate this function eventually. But I'm not sure that we want to replicate that. But that's like probably for our future technology episode. Yeah. So much is in the background now, like the concept of understanding, which yeah. indirectly I think we've been talking about, like does it exist? What is it? Yeah. What things have it, what things don't. Yeah, and I, um, I was thinking the same thing. Maybe learning something is just as simple as understanding something. Mm-hmm. Gaining understanding. Or maybe to attach it to the, to the second part of our things, maybe we learned something, we were able to teach it to someone else. That's good. Uh, and what are that means. Yeah, that's that's a line I, I say all the time. So maybe we should... Um, pause this and then in the next episode start focusing on the other end which is the teaching aspect the teaching so we haven't figured out what learning is but we'll no maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll come get back it, around we'll get it backwards all right all right see you then see you